Hello, humans of the internet. This is the PlayStation Report, episode 72. I think that is the correct number. Um, I'm, I'm a dude. My name's Frank, and my buddy here, he's also a dude. His name's Tyler. My name is Tyler. Hi. How are you? Hi. Ah, no, damn it. I can't do that robot voice on demand. Uh, I can do a really good robot voice. It's just I can't do it on demand. I'm doing well. I'm really tired because I don't I don't know. I've been I've been up late recently doing games because games have captured me again. I am back Mm. into enjoying games again, which if you've noticed, I've been doing streams again out there there on the Internet, which is a clear indicator that I am actually enjoying games. Oh, man. And it's good to enjoy games. It is. How because are you, Tyler? Oh, I'm the, sorry. The, the end of the year rush where there's like something every week is upon us. Mm, yes, it is. And I have failed my duty. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right, though. It's been super fucking busy. I have not been able to play as many games as I want to. So therefore, I did not get to play Limbo like mm. we talked about doing uh, last week. However, I... 100% know that I'm going to have a lot of time to play video games this weekend, so I will do it then. So we might have to table that conversation for another week. Mm. What it means, of course, is that um, before last week's podcast, um, I've played in, I've played Limbo, and he's played Inside. Yeah. But we haven't played the other games. We're both coming from the same studio, Play Dead. Um, but in this past week, if you've been paying attention, I streamed the, my entire playthrough of Inside, which took me about two hours and 45 minutes. I'm not sure if that's long or short for I, short people. It took me like four hours to get through, so definitely shorter than me. Maybe it's just my brain power. Yeah, probably. Got that raw horsepower up here. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm just saying I have a knack for puzzles. Yeah, and I don't. So therefore, I was I was legitimately stumped on a few. But mm. we'll get to that when we when we have talk that conversation it. next week. Of course, yes, that'll be a fun conversation to have. Um, I guess I'll just talk about the games I played since you didn't have much time. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I really got to play was a little bit of Splatoon too, mm. which I'll just say is very fun i can almost guarantee you i'm better than you at it because i am really fucking good at that game i think we should try to play it here sometime soon we should you mentioned that you have a lot of time this weekend yeah i do and in fucking let's not use nintendo's stupid shitty fucking voice chatting system because that's absolutely fucking garbage Mm. We'll have to use that Discord. Yeah, it's probably the way to go. I, I like that Discord app. That Discord app is handy. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your computer. Oh, I didn't know you could put it on your phone. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Um, But yeah, games I've played. Yeah, what uh, you play? First, I guess I'll talk about this first since I played it before the other uh fortnite i played fortnite it's uh epic games new there i'm not sure which they have multiple studios over there at epic games i'm pretty sure because they make a lot of different shit from unreal tournament to this fortnite and there's other stuff of course i'm not mentioning but fortnite is their most recent thing to it's actually an early access now i think you could pay to get in um i believe 40 dollars is the minimum you can pay to get into uh whatever early access thing this is um so yeah it's basically you build a base around an objective to protect it and you fight waves of enemies you can set traps um you play as different heroes who have their abilities um there are different types of heroes or ones that are better at like building shit and being up close melee. There's others that are like more explosive and more like there's different hero types. And then there's different heroes within those types that do their own unique skills. Um, and there's it's 
very loot based. Um, there's a lot of crafting. You're, like you, your loot is basically schematics to craft better weapons and stuff like that. So you craft weapons. They have durability that breaks down and all that good, all that stuff. Um, your loot comes in pinatas, which I thought was funny. You just Ooh. and they're, they're talking pinatas, and they say like little. They take little jabs at you whenever you're about to break one open. Um, but yeah, I. Is, is there anything you want to know particularly about this game yourself? No, I mean, it seems like a very fun game. It you is. know what I what I've seen. Like, is it a lot of fun to play co-op and all, and all that stuff? Oh yeah, it's. I, I think it's more fun in co-op because, mm-hmm. well. One of the things is like you get like during each mission that you're doing, it keeps track of like damage building like and resource collection. And like if you do better in those, like there's different categories, like a bronze category, a silver gold category and all that stuff with more player. If you have more teammates, it's easier to get those meters up and you get better rewards for that. So that that's a that's that's a good bit, good thing to do there. Uh, as far as like team dynamics go, I think it's like I haven't come so far. I haven't gone so far into the game in that it's difficult yet. Um, I haven't really had a problem. Like basically, none of these monsters that you're fighting have even touched my objectives so far. So wow. it's it's pretty easy early on i'm not sure what the end game is like i haven't gotten there yet is there is there like a campaign or are you just doing it over and over and getting new stuff or yeah okay so there is a campaign mode um you you can play those missions or you can go in this play with others mode and in this play with others mode uh you basically join in other people's missions mostly uh i believe this is centered around uh home base defense so in the campaign there are certain missions that pop up every once in a while that are home base defense you each player has their own home base um and you can and that player is the only one that's allowed to build it so they can have their own like kind of creative input on how what their home base looks like but they can call for help when they're defending it so you can drop in and help them defend their home base when they're doing those missions and i imagine that the end game is going to be something similar to that where you're just where you're defending your home base against waves and you're just building it out um i'm not sure <laughs> It's it's hard for me to speak on what the end game is going to be, so because I haven't quite got there yet. But that's that seems like the direction it's going to go to. It's yeah. Um, it see it seems cool. Like it's it's another game that I'm thinking about diving into, mostly yeah. knowing that it's, it's re- co-op and it's remarkably I, deep too. Yeah, and I know you know a few of you guys are are really digging this, so mm-hmm. so I might dive into it, but. I remember when this game was announced. I mean, this game's been in development for fucking eternity. Like, I still have the Game Informer from years and years and years ago when this game was actually revealed. So it's cool that it's finally seeing the light of day because I think a lot of people forgot about it. And now it's here. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <sighs> It, it is it, one of I I was actually like really surprised at how deep some of the systems are in this game, though. So like you have you have squads like these squads are like specialized to do certain things like they, they give you like vitality or like resistance. They do stat boosting kind of things so you can like set up these squads and like mix and match them some some of your uh, survivors that you assign to these squads are better at certain things and are more cooperative with other squad members if they have the same men- mentality because that's a attribute they assign to them um, you also have like expeditions like um, say you have a hero that you're not using you can send them out on an expedition like you get a dirt bike pretty early on that you can go send them to collect resources and that takes a little bit of time there's a skill tree which is massive and I haven't been able to dive deep into it yet um, there's also there's two different separate kind of skill trees there's like your regular one for leveling up and then there's this other one that uses these research points which accrue over time 
and there's a cap to how many you can actually have at a time, which encourages you to log in daily. There's also daily rewards for logging in, much like a free-to-play game would have. Um, there's also premium currency that you can buy uh, with money only, um, and the, the, that currency buys uh, uh, loot pinatas. Uh, man. Just trying to just trying to get it all off my chest right now because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm thinking about it, and I, I really I really like this. This is one of my favorite uh, co-op experiences I've had in a while, and we haven't had any in a long time. And yeah, I played a little bit with my brother, and yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We we wrecked everything. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, it seems like a blast. Yeah, some some of the, I do have a few minor complaints with the UI. Some of the stuff doesn't make sense. Like, you'll press a button that doesn't necessarily like. There's menus that are layered, and you'll mm. press a button that seems like it's for the top layered menu, but apparently you're actually on another menu. That's just a, that looks to be a layer below it. But I, I don't know. There there's some small things. This is definitely an early access game right now. It isn't. Yeah. It is not polished enough to be a full release, I don't think. Um, but I, I'm interested to see where it goes and see how it improves as it goes on to its full release. Mm-hmm. The post-Gears of War epic is very fascinating, you know, because now they have this game, which seems like it's something that they'll absolutely just keep building on over time and then same with paragon mm-hmm. you know just two drastically different games than what they were making with this big budget you know campaign driven story driven shooter with gears of war you know i mean it had multiplayer and horde mode and all that stuff but but this is just totally different stuff it's and it's pretty cool that they're they're also working stuff yeah, they're also working on Unreal Tournament, which is a PC yeah. only game right now. But yeah, we'll see if that ever comes. I hope so. I'd like yeah. an Unreal Tournament on console. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What um, else you been playing? Ooh, this is this is the one that has my heart right now. Is Pyre? Yeah, Pyre is. I didn't think that games would get more stylish than Persona Five, and then Pyre came along, man. This game is just, it's Supergiant's uh, third game. Uh, they made Bastion and Transistor. If you know that, if you listen to this podcast, you should know that. Um, but it's its a sports game. It is absolutely a sports game that's crafted around kind of like a, kind of like a visual novel. Um, so you play as this outcast who's, in this area called the down low wherever all the people who were like exiled from a society called the Commonwealth uh, go. And you're basically, you basically meet up with this team of people who are trying to perform these rights to get back into society. And you're their link to it because you're a reader. You're the only one in this whole party that knows how to read. So you, you're able to read the book that tells them what they're supposed to do. So you go around to all these different locations and face other teams who are trying to do the same thing you're doing. And you play this basically basketball game with all you with all these different yeah. characters that you have in your party. And eventually you get you can only play with three. So as your party expands, you're going to have to choose who plays and who doesn't. Um, and each party member has like different sort of things that they do. Um, some of them are faster and quicker. They, some of them can fly. Some of them can uh, have different jumps. Uh, some of them use their auras differently. Uh, so when you don't have the orb, you have this aura around you, which can be used to banish other characters on the other team. Mm-hmm. And banishing, basically, you knock them out of the game for a few seconds, giving you an advantage. Um, But you can... Some characters can shoot this aura. Um, Some of them can actually, like, explode, and the aura goes in a wider area around them, and then they're banished for a few seconds. Um, But there's all these different mechanics between these different characters, and uh, I just... I really like it. I really like it. 
Yeah. I, I think what's cool about Pyre and what makes it very, very interesting and strategic is that you can only control one character at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes. That really changes things up, makes it really cool. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I've been watching a lot of people play it and I'm going to dive into it this weekend because it looks looks like a blast to play. Uh, it looks like, you know, like it can be very intense. Oh, it can be. Although I will say that the diff- the default difficulty is rather easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't lost a game yet. And apparently if you lose a game, I heard this on the Internet. If you lose a game, the game doesn't it isn't over. It just branches off the story a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. That's so very cool. I, I'm sensing that there's going to be an incentive to do multiple playthroughs of this game. Yeah. Um, but in between matches, you get to interact with your party members, see, learn more about them. And I think the characters in this game are so freaking interesting. Like there's this dog with a mustache and he's <laughs> he looks so goofy. And man, I there like there's all these different races like you see like you can look at your characters through like these stat cards kind of things um and like there, you have this one giant demon lady and like there's all, there's all kinds of different things I don't want to spoil too much about who joined your party and stuff like that but man there's so much backstory too you can you can read this book that you're filling up as you go and one of the things I want to highlight about this game is the UI. It's just, it is so polished. Like, for example, like when you're rolling over like an element that you'd click, you basically move around a cursor on the screen. Um, when you move over an element, like there's a little like effect that goes over it and like a little sound. And the sound sometimes changes based on how fast you're approaching the element. Like, man, just little touches on it. And when you're reading the books, if you move your cursors over the words, they start to like glow and they move around a little bit. It's man, just little touches like that. Um, When you're inside your wagon, you can interact with different things that represent the other characters in the wagon. Um, There's man, and choices you make actually affects how affect stat bonuses or decreases for like for the next uh, right you perform mm-hmm. so there'll be branching paths and one character will suggest you go one way and another will suggest you go another and based on the outcomes of those choices you get different bonuses to certain characters so if you want if you are relying on a certain character you can choose to let them have their way it's I, I really yeah, like I re- I'm great. really digging it. And man, the soundtrack. Yeah, this is the best soundtrack since Doom. And depending on your musical taste, this might even be better than Doom. In, in my really? opinion. Wow. I'd say some Doom mm-hmm. had a great soundtrack, man. Uh, talk about Supergiant, though, man. I mean, you have three games that are all drastically different from each other. But all three are incredibly unique and incredibly well regarded. You know, they're really, really turning into probably one of the best studios out there. You know, Mm -hmm. I've always, you know, you know, you're probably going to get something that is incredibly fresh and unique and polished just about every time you get a new game from them. And that's that's exciting. Like they probably have certain qualities to them, like soundtrack and art style and all that stuff. Um, But that's cool. You know, this studio has a, has a very bright future and it's awesome that they keep cranking out good stuff like that. I downloaded transistor. So I want to dive into that sometime soon too. So I, I want to explore the studio's games. Everybody talks how great they are and I haven't played a single one of them. Mm. So I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to dive into pyre and I'll Shame. dive into transistor. I know. Um, I heard, though, that this game has multiplayer, but only local, like 1v1. Yes, it does. And it is only local. Um, Yeah. I feel it would be really awesome if they could somehow in the future have an update that allows you to do 1v1 online. Maybe maybe no matchmaking or anything. I I don't know. You know. 
that would be great. But at least playing with friends or something that could, that seems like it could just take the the actual game that you're playing to literally a whole nother level mm-hmm. sort of thing could be a lot of fun if they could somehow pull that off. But, you know, I know it's mostly a story driven game and all that stuff, and that's great. But that would just be a great down the road thing for them to do for this game. Yeah, it's I just think this game is like super rad. Like it's like the most it's the most stylish game I've played. And in a year with Persona 5, that's really saying something like this year is brought out games with extremely high amounts of style. And this is just mm. I mean, you have uh, near Automata, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, that game has some nice swag to it. You know, man, I just if you're sleeping on pyre you're you're making a mistake that that that's what i'll say about it um i got a question from twitter from a i don't know exactly how to say his name moise tavares mr tavares i'll call him platano ranger on twitter yes what is the magic that sets them apart from every other studio. I'm going to assume he's talking about Supergiant here. Yeah. And I guess I'll have to speak on this. I, I think what distinguishes Supergiant from a lot of other studios is they release a game that is polished and has a very unique style that can only really be attributed to them. Like, there's not... They don't... I don't know of any other games that look like what they do. And their gameplay systems are just balanced to a T and it's there there is no missing with them they they do everything the right way and it and you you can always count on their games to be fun and engaging and while also having a super rich story excellent and excellent sound design yeah that pretty much sums up everything that I've heard about Supergiant mm-hmm. of what makes all of their games incredibly unique and characters man they they create mm-hmm. these characters that are just so amazing and f- for the first time it like i feel like pyre is taking that to another level because you're interacting with characters so often in this um you get to see how their relationships are minor spoilers you encounter a party member that you take on that is not very one of your current party members is not very friendly with them and it it causes tension in your group and just seeing how that plays out and eventually how I assume it'll be resolved considering what the trophies look like um, it's uh, I don't know it's just some it's comparable to persona and this studio is so much smaller than Atlas yeah it's it's amazing what they're able to do with with a small team and it just feels magical like it has this atmosphere it it's has this sense of wonder to this world and i i just want to learn so much more about it mm-hmm. yeah a smart thing they do if you are interested in the world and in the story like as dialogue happens in the game the certain words are highlighted that you might not know what they mean and if you go scroll over them they'll give you context for what they mean for like there are certain like groups of people like they'll tell you what the commonwealth is what uh the the down low is i believe uh the downside i hmm i man i'm uh, i believe it's called the downside is where you where the, these exiles are man and like uh, it's it gives you in if you want the context it's all right there for you and they make it so super accessible for you yeah that's smart destiny should do that mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but nah nah go to a different website but for the sequel it's too much work man we're not gonna have that anymore mm. not gonna put it in the game either figure it out on your own we'll, we'll also have unskippable cutscenes that don't do yeah. anything to provide like real 
substance to this game. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the sequel changes that. But yeah, the first game absolutely did not. It just left you with more questions and you're just like, why? I'm so lost. Mm. I was going to fucking say something, but, you know, I forgot. That's not how you podcast. Mm. No, it is say what's on your mind. You don't forget it. Mm. Fuck. I'm tired of talking, man. I made, you know, it was a mistake on my end. I made three videos for my channel before I started this, and I fucked two of them up. Oh, shit. So, like, one of them, like, I had to do, I just kind of, like, paused and was like, all right, I'll cut this part out, reset, boom, go. And the other one was five minutes long, and I'm like, that was bad, and I did it again. Mm. Yeah. So my mouth is tired, but I'm I'm here. I'm going to talk. I just muscles. didn't play any video games. I was very sad. That is very sad. You, you should play video games. Exactly. Video games are, are the fucking shit. Yeah. Yes, they are. They are absolutely the fucking shit. Um, but I mean, with Fortnite Pyre, sounds like two more great games for for a fucking incredible year already. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, everybody keeps talking about it, but, like, seriously, this has just been a magical year for video games. Game of the year this year is going to literally tear me, tear my brain apart. It is just, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Mine, too. Mm. Just the category of best soundtrack alone, how you distinguish what Persona 5 does, what what I, I believe Prey did and what uh, uh, Pyre is doing now. It's just, man, just yeah. even the subcategories are so hard to distinguish. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what isn't hard to distinguish is hard numbers. Nope. And game sales. I like this stuff. So we got this news just as we were... <laughs> wrapping up last week's podcast we we ended the recording and then we looked on the internet and we were like oh fuck the npd numbers are out and now we look like dinguses but we're going to share with you the npd top 20 games for may of 2017 if you want to get us started i know your mouth mouth uh, muscles are feeling sore yeah no yeah but it's all worth it all here for you and the beautiful people the beautiful people the beautiful people (laughs) Uh, all right top 20 games for may 2000 and no june 2017 game former fucked up oh yeah just saying uh number 20 forza horizon 3 19 fifa 17 18 elder scrolls online morrowind 17 minecraft 16 battlefield 1 15 call of duty infinite warfare 14, Rainbow Six Siege. 13, MLB. 17, The Show. 12, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. 11, Ghost Recon Wildlands. 10, Horizon Zero Dawn. 9, NBA 2K17. 8, Overwatch. 7, Mario Kart 8. 6, Zelda Breath of the Wild. 5, Arms. 4, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. 3, Grand Theft Auto 5. 2, Injustice 2. And number 1 for June 2017 is Tekken 7. Mm. They doing some fighting up there at the top. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the top five, and three out of those five games are fighting games. Mm. That's awesome for that genre, and also like Evo just happened stuff too. So that's great. And you know, I honestly didn't think Tekken would take number one. I mean, June was light on releases compared to other months but still i mean i knew tekken had a fan base but not that big of a fan base so that's pretty awesome also it's great to see crash bandicoot up there at number four with only two days on the market that's pretty fucking awesome shows that people at least want to play the old crash bandicoot games yeah we'll see on the future there but it's you know people really 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 wanted that yeah so and, and people back their mouth with their money yeah, but the great to see where their mouth was. Yeah, exactly. And it's great to see Horizon still hanging in there, mm. you know, being exclusive, being a new IP. That's great. Apparently, Ghost Recon Wildlands is still the best selling game of the year with 
Zelda Breath of the Wild behind that, and then For Honor at number three. But I feel For Honor has kind of dropped like a rock. Mm. I feel like nobody really is uh, is talking too much about For Honor anymore. I'm sure it still has has a fan base. I mean, there's still some games that are really hanging on, like Rainbow Six Siege, still there Mm. in the top 20. That's that's great, and obviously. Grand Theft Auto 5. Can people just stop buying that game so we don't have to say its name every fucking month? <laughs> I know. I, I saw a comment. And I was like, this is just so... It's funny, but it's true. It's like someone commented, like IGN or something, and was like, what the fuck? Are people buying GTA 5 for the third time now? Like, mm-hmm. how is this game still up there that high? It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, also good to see Morrowind in there. I thought that would be a little bit higher, honestly, because of the Elder Scrolls name and Morrowind and all that stuff. But uh, People who are into that MMO know what that MMO is going to bring, and it's not necessarily yeah. bringing in too many new players. Um, it did did see a little bit of a surge with the Morrowind uh, expansion, but yeah, it isn't, it isn't growing as fast as I think they'd want it to. Right. Yeah. Also, I I think uh, hardware sales were up 19% year over year, but PS4 was the best-selling console of the month on that. Mm. You know, honestly, maybe because Nintendo keeps shooting themselves in the fucking foot because they don't get enough of these fucking things out there. Maybe. But who knows? Um, if they could make a fucking mobile app or an online service that works, uh, yeah, <laughs> or is even competent to 2008 standards, uh, let's move on here. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Uncharted Lost Legacy. We saw some new gameplay this week. Um, a few people that I know actually got to go hands on with it. Um, so they got to play this, I believe it was chapter four and it was an open world. It's an open world game. Yeah. So Naughty Dog is doing the thing that we didn't think they'd do. We thought they'd stick to crafted narrative experiences. And this is still a very polished experience from what I've heard. Uh, So basically you play on this giant map and you have all these objectives and you can tackle them in any order. Um, It's from what I've seen, it looks really good. Really. Yes. They've added like silenced weapons, which will add to like the stealth mechanics. And they take like they've taken the UI like basically away when you're exploring. So you just get to take in all the beautifully crafted world they have right there. And you get this map that you mark like different things on that Chloe marks things on rather. And I, I don't know. I'm really excited for this and it's not too long until we get to play it. I know. Yeah, the, the closer it gets, the more excited I get for it. But for a while, I was kind of forgetting, like, oh, yeah, there's a new Uncharted game coming out. But hearing these changes and everything, it's like, it's cool that Naughty Dog is is still, you know, it's not just another campaign. You know, they're actually putting new stuff into Uncharted and trying new stuff with it being open world, you know, or an open map or whatever. That's really interesting. I hope that really comes together well. And I wonder if they're kind of maybe testing some stuff out. Mm. You know, I, I I wonder how open like The Last of Us Part 2 will be, you know, because I feel The Last of Us with bigger open areas and stealth and all that stuff, you know, could go over really well. So I wonder if they're kind of testing that out with this so I'm, I'm very excited to play it I'm, I'm also I'm just super excited to see uh, you know everything I've heard about what people have played and, and have seen of Chloe and Nadine's relationship and stuff I, I, I want to see that evolve through throughout this game mm-hmm. those are always the best parts of the Uncharted games is, is characters and their relationships and, and what they go through and all that stuff and 
I want I want to see what happens with those two because those two are very interesting characters to me. Mm. Close. Yeah, and there are characters that you don't really know a lot of the backstory of, so there's a lot of filling in to do there. Yeah. And I wonder if a certain name will come up and be a point of contention between them. I don't know. <laughs> they both realize that the other one has had an encounter with Nathan Drake. Yeah, exactly. Some more friendly than others. Yeah. Uh, this next piece here, it's about video games. <laughs> and if you travel, it's important, as I do. Uh, so the TSA put a new regulation out there. You're going to have to put your game systems in their own bin, much like you have to do with laptops now. Um, I know I travel with my Vita, and I planned on traveling with my Switch. But now, well, I'm still going to travel with them, but now I'm going to have to put them in their own separate bin when I go through the TSA line. Hmm. I wonder why. It actually Is there a specific reason why they, they want you people to do that now? I don't know. Like They've been scanning laptops for a while. And I get I'm, I'm not sure exactly their security reason for it, but it always confused me why they'd scan laptops and not gaming systems. Yeah, like it seemed like they're under the same category of consumer electronics that they should be handling the same way. So I guess now the rules make more sense, but they're also a pain in the ass. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. There are so many rules when it comes to flying, man. <laughs> there are it's it's really crazy (laughs) yeah i mean i guess you could hide some sort of shit in those systems you know but so it makes sense that they they would do that but oh well it's still still got to be an annoyance when you go through that that stuff i've i've never had to go through that because i have never flown commercially oh all right my you'll have grand- to one of these years yeah i mean i'm sure one some time in the future I, I will but um my grandfather's brother owned a plane or whatever and so got to fly in that a few times mm. that was pretty cool airplanes are cool yeah i like going they on the sky yeah, he had one of those like little tiny, Ooh. tiny ones that only fit like four people in it or whatever. So it was really, really small inside, but it, but it was still really cool getting up in the air and seeing, seeing the world. You realize how small it is sometimes, and how beautiful it can be. Mm. It can most certainly be beautiful. Mm. Yo, um, beautiful. Beautiful. Unlike what the fuck is Destiny doing with this pre-order bonus? They're giving away an exotic weapon as a pre-order bonus. Why not? Why? This is insulting. (laughs) I mean, what's the difference between them doing it as I mean, I don't know. I just feel like exotic weapons should be special. Yeah. Definitely. But also, they know that there's going to be hardcore players out there that will want every fucking exotic and they will dive into this. They will get them to pre-order and and all that shit. And there you go. That is those hardcore players are already pre-ordering. Yeah. Uh, You'll get the exotic uh, trace rifle, cold heart. If you pre-order Destiny 2, it fires a constant beam in a straight line that deals damage to foes. Holy shit. Never seen that before in a video game. Um, It looks like uh, if you don't pre-order, this weapon will be... uh, It's not exclusive to pre-ordering. Yeah. You will be able to earn it some other time through... And, uh, yeah, through gameplay, you can... Start earning it, I believe they said December 5th here. Yeah. You can get buy it from Zer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't even know if Zer's going to be in the game. I'm sure there's You can You like can that. buy it through gameplay on December 5th when it becomes irrelevant. <laughs> because- Maybe. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I'd rather them do... 
I think both things are awful, but I would rather them do a pre-order bonus than lock a whole nother system out of cool stuff for an entire year. I just think that's incredibly unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pre-ordering sucks. The pre-order culture is shitty, but uh, you know, if if I spend sixty dollars on one platform, I want to make sure I'm getting the same experience as the other platform. And like them locking out strikes and Hawkmoon stuff with Destiny One for just PS4. You know, that that shit sucks because literally by the time it gets to Xbox, it's completely irrelevant or whatever. You know, that that shit that bothers me. Mm. But I'm sure this weapon is fine, but it's definitely not going to be the best weapon in the game. But what if it is? <laughs> that would be pretty fucking <laughs> shitty. I mean, games have done that before. What if Star you see Wars these kids in the Crucible just lighten you up because you don't yeah. have this weapon? <laughs> I mean, Star Wars Battlefront, when it launched a few years ago, the best weapon was like a... Forget. I don't want to say it was a pre-order bonus, but it came with like the deluxe edition or something. But the thing fucking wrecked. It was a pistol that like killed everybody in like one shot. It was insane. And then... Uh, but by the time you grinded and grinded and grinded to unlock it in game they nerfed the shit out of it it's like that sucks yep sucks that they just paid a little bit more money and get to dominate everybody you know that stuff's not good not not healthy for video games in my opinion you know what else isn't healthy for video games toxic behavior no and it looks like blizzard is trying to go to further lengths to punish people who behave badly in overwatch and they're actually moving a reporting system to the consoles as well it has been on pc but now we're going to be able to report players who may not be the most sportsmanlike. good very good Assholes who just sit in the spawn because they're they just wanted to get they just want to unlock crates. Yeah. Or that uh Torbjorn on, on the other team that's literally just jumping the his entire way across the map and just tries to beat the shit out of you with his hammer. Mm. While hilarious in a competitive match is not very great. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to the other team, you know? Like that shit, fuck that. Get that dude out of here. You know, it might not be toxic, but you know, it's just not fair to people that actually are trying and want to get their ranking up and stuff. But it's good that they're bringing that shit to console. Mm. Should have been there a long time ago. Yeah, I. Maybe I'll get back into Overwatch competitive for real. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, side note on Overwatch competitive. Uh. The. the overwatch league is starting to like this i guess they have city teams we've we've been sleeping on this for a little while but there's this overwatch league that's happening now and Mm -hmm. there are teams based in cities and they're starting their drafting process now so if you're a competitive overwatch player you might want to pay attention to that the whole city structure is interesting i think for esports or something that that could definitely be something that can maybe help it you know grow i mean people like to get attached to their home hometown home city and stuff yeah. you know and according to the league i believe players will be paid a minimum of 50,000 a year which is a healthy Ooh. sum yeah that's, it is, it that's is definitely it is definitely a comfortable living it depending on which where you live yeah. it can be definitely not that's in, great not in san francisco it isn't but <laughs> no <laughs> No, definitely not. That might pay half of your year's rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's still that's better than. Yeah, than but nothing. but yeah, sure. it's definitely it's guaranteed money that you have to be your it's your salary. Um, you're not no longer depending on tournament prize money or yeah. sponsorships. I guess maybe I'm not sure exactly how the financials are working in that Overwatch League, but. It's a thing, and it's yep. happening sooner than you know it. Mm-hmm. We got to play some competitive Overwatch yep. about a week ago. We did. We did. Um, 
Yeah. You know, it went all right. I I have one character I play well. <laughs> and I play it damn well. Damn well. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, our night didn't start well. We no. lost our first two matches in very frustrating fashion. Uh, but then, then we did end up rattling off a, a good I think we got a amount of wins. Like maybe three or four wins. Yeah. You know, I'd say by the end of the night, we were about even win loss and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, your ranking, you know, while nowhere near where it was last season, is definitely better than mine. I got yeah. fucked. But, uh, but, um, what what was the one match we got stuck where it was like my best character soldier 76 your best character is tracer so we're playing both of them we're kicking a lot of ass and someone left our team so we're Mm -hmm. down a person for the whole match and we were stuck with a hanzo and anna and a Widowmaker on Lijong Tower, which is just a control point Mm -hmm. map just straight up assault capture the point hold it and that's what they were doing on attack with in a competitive match on that fucking map. Are you kidding me? That was probably the most frustrating and most frustrated I've ever been playing an Overwatch competitive match. That is just bullshit, man. There is no reason why that, you know, with what we had, why they should have been those characters. I that made me want to go into the game chat and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I know like those characters are great for specific maps in specific moments, you know, and with something like that, especially being down a person, you just need power and, and a, a power and one healer, maybe, you know, and just fucking go. We've done it. We pulled it off being down mm-hmm. a person on that same fucking map in one. You know, you just got to put the right team together and they just were not thinking like, holy shit. I think the worst offender there is whoever the fuck was Widowmaker. Yeah. Like, my God. Like, there's no that excuse to be playing those characters in a control match anyway. Like, no, really not. Unless you're unless you got like a team around you and you're really good, I you know, I can see someone be Hanzo because you can kind of hide around or something and just kind of pick people off. But you have the team around you to really support and, you know, they could probably handle most of the stuff, you know, yeah, be, seems- be a nice, solid front line. But like what we had was fucking frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, man. Yeah, some boneheads you run into, man. I'm out about that, that old situation. Yeah. Maybe I can claw my way up a few ranks. We'll see. Yeah. Doomfist tomorrow, though. Yes. Exciting. Shit. Yeah, PSA, Doomfist tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or today, if you're listening to it on the day... This is going out a day early. We're sorry we didn't mention that earlier. I oh, probably yeah. me- I mentioned it on Twitter, um, but yeah, just scheduling. We had to do it a day early, so short yes. cycle. Um, but we, we did get today. Thankfully, it happened today. Uh, we got the PlayStation Plus free games because that would have yeah. been embarrassing if that released tomorrow. <laughs> 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 but it uh, looks like we got a strong lineup this this month. Uh, for August, we have. On PlayStation 4, Just Cause 3 and Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry. On PlayStation 3, we have Super Motherload and Snakeball. And on PlayStation Vita, we have Downwell, which is crossed by with PS4, and Level 22. That's awesome. Just Cause 3. Mm-hmm. That's great. We don't get a lot of AAA games with PlayStation Plus, but on PS4. You know, they used to give them out all the time on PS3, but not so much on PS4. So that's awesome. I'm excited to to download that, hopefully. Yeah. Dive into. Also, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry is pretty good. It's a short, just few hour extension to Black Flag. Mm. And I thought it was awesome. You play as Adewale. Uh, it had a great story, great ending. I, I loved playing that back in the day. So, so that's pretty damn good too. And I know you like Downwell. Oh yeah, Downwell is that's freaking cool. awesome. Um, the last time I played Just Cause Three was they had a party at PSX 2015, and I got really drunk. 
Oh yeah, I and remember I, you telling me about and that. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I kissed Andrew Goldfarb. Um, <laughs> I hugged Adam Boyes. I there there were a lot of things that happened that night. <laughs> not one of my not my greatest night, but not my worst night. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's all that matters. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, can't wait, can't wait for these new free games. Good lineup, oh. but. Those games are a little bit old. Let's talk about the new stuff, man. Let's get started with the new games for this week. Let's do it. How about you do it? A healer only lives twice on PS4. Monsters have cornered you in the dungeon corridors. As a newly hired priest, your duties are to use your magical abilities to heal your comrade. A knight on the front line and provide support during battle. Will these two brave souls live to see light of day again? Is this going to teach people how to play Mercy? Please teach people how to play Mercy. I'm tired of being the one who plays Mercy. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Here we have Active Soccer 2 DX on PlayStation 4 and Vita digitally cross by. Active Soccer 2 DX. That sounded weird the way I said it. Is <laughs> an exciting top-down arcade football game providing a fast-paced arcade experience. Oh. Stuff is Avon Colony on PS4. Build a new home for humanity in Avon Colony. Discover Avon Prime, an alien planet of deserts, tundras, and wetlands light years from Earth. Build your colonies into massive, sprawling cities while dealing with the challenges faced when settling on a new world. Weirdly, I thought this game was going to be about birds, but that's avian, not Avon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Here we have Circuit Breakers on PlayStation 4 digitally. Go back to the 1980s. Shoot, explode, and explore in this frenzied top-down arcade blaster with a modern twist. Become a supreme warrior or co-op with up to three friends to rid the universe of a ruthless intergalactic robot army. Next up is Collar Cross Malice. Collar X Malice. Whatever you want to say. On Vita digital a dangerous shadow organization launches a campaign of fear and violence in the city of shinjuku pushing society to the brink of chaos as a young police officer tasked with restoring order you become the target of an attack and have a poisonous collar attached to your neck with the situation spiraling out of control and time running out five mysterious strangers appear to aid you in your quest for the truth that doesn't sound fun i don't want a poisonous collar attached to my neck Mm. that sounds stressful it does Sounds like you could die at any moment. Yeah. Hmm. Here we have Constructor on PlayStation 4 digitally out on Friday, which is relevant this week, considering we're releasing on Thursday. Yeah. In a town where anything goes, you can't rise to the top without taking a few others down. From dodgy deals to shifty tricks, do what you gotta do from to go from a small-time slumlord to a filthy rich tycoon. Ooh. Next up is Fortnite, PS4, digital and retail. The storm came without warning. 98% of the world's population vanished. Then came the monsters. Lead the world's remaining heroes into the fight to hold back the storm. Explore large, destructible worlds where no two games are ever the same. Build huge forts, craft exotic weapons, find loot, and level up your heroes. Take on the storm with four-player online co-op. Welcome to Epic Games' new action-building game, Fortnite. Oh, Hmm. note, I don't know how they got away with this, but the platinum for that game is called Hero of the Storm. Oh, trademark violation. Damn. Hmm. It's very it's it's skirting right there. I think yeah. they I think Blizzard would have a case. <laughs> Probably. Um, here we have Heroes of the Seven Seas, a PlayStation VR title digitally. Play as a pirate seeking the legendary Seven Sea artifacts in a vivid VR world. Boom. 
to the point. Mm. Infinite Mini Golf on PSVR Digital. Have fun at Infinite Mini Golf, a never ending mini golf experience. Take part in tournaments and challenges, use arcade style power ups, and experience unique gameplay, great graphics, and more. I, you know, I love playing mini golf. Just throwing that out there. Oh, really? Like RL mini golf or video game mini golf? IRL mini golf, man. Mm. It's fun. I think we need to do some mini golf and shoot guns. Yeah, why not? And drive fast cars. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a day. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go. It's spring again. No, it isn't. <laughs> on PS Vita, out on Friday. An educational game for children ages two and up. It uses game mechanics to teach children about the seasons. Oh. Well, I think they missed their time frame, but mm-hmm. that's cool. I feel like this game should be on a fucking Nintendo system. Mm, maybe. Leaving Lindo. Lindau. On PS4 Digital. It's Claire's last day on the island where, where she grew up. She needs to complete preparations, visit her favorite places, and say goodbye. Say her goodbyes before leaving on a journey she may not return from. That sounds depressing. All right. Here we have Lost Grimoires, Stolen Kingdom. An alchemist apprentice returns home from university to finish her training under a great master. Things go awry when she visits her family home, where dark secrets and the mystery of her parents' disappearance lie buried. <coughs> Note, when I first looked at this this art, it looked like uh, Fable Legends, I think. Oh, holy shit. No, it looks like the first Fable game. Oh. The OG box art for the first. Oh yeah, table. yeah. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. Call Microsoft, homie. Yo, we're 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 doxing all the all the we are. copyright infringers. <laughs> what the Jimmy? Next up's Polara on Vita. Polara is an exciting new action game in which you can which you control Lara, the astronaut. Using the changeable colors of her space suit, space suit, bleh, you must activate the defense system of an entire city. Jump and change. That's all you need to do. That suit looks like it's from Next Machina. Go yeah. get him, House Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we have Pressure Overdrive. Wait, this looks like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for overdrive? Upgrade your steam buggy and pump up the pressure while you boost and blast your way through vibrant settings and countless enemies intense arcade action is waiting for you what's up with that fucking weird dude just jumping out and he has like a weird donut beard (laughs) he looks like marty sleeva (laughs) yeah he kind of does he has big fat fucking arms and looks like he can just slide your your ding dong right in his mouth and it'll be perfect Mm. looks like he's wearing lipstick what the hell yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not against men wearing lipstick. It's just like it's, it clashes with this art style. Yeah. Next up is Pyre, PS4 Digital. Pyre is a party-based RPG from the creators of Bastion and Transistor. Lead your band of exiles to freedom through a series of mystical comp- competitions in the campaign or challenge a friend in fast-paced ritual showdown in head-to-head versus mode. Hmm. Here we have Rugby League Live 4, a deep career mode that spans multiple decades. Take a player from junior ranks right up to the big leagues. Woohoo. Yeah. Next up is Smashbox Arena on VR. An action-packed multiplayer VR game, Smashbox Arena throws you into a shootout battle of team versus team, power-up versus power-up, combatants can play single player party with their friends or face off against opponents across the globe Mm. multiplayer vr games feel like they struggle Mm. there's just not enough headsets out there man not enough but hey someone's got to try someone will break through yeah here we have sundered playstation 4 digitally out friday 
Sundered is a horrifying fight for survival and sanity. A hand-drawn epic from the creators of Jotun... Resist or embrace ancient eldritch powers, you play as Esh, a wanderer in a ruined world trapped in ever-changing caverns filled with hordes of terrifying enemies. Next up is Super Cloud Built PS4. Take on the role of Demi, a young soldier who wakes up in the empty shell of a ruined building in a strange new world disconnected from her old life and physical body. With each new challenge she overcomes, Demi slowly pieces together the future now laid out before her. Mm. Another VR game out this week here is Theseus. PlayStation VR. Theseus is an immersive VR experience that offers a new take on the myth of the, of the Minotaur. Enjoy a mix of exploration, story, and combat with a strong cinematic feel. Do you have what it takes to unveil the truth that lies in the heart of the labyrinth? I don't know. Mix of his tiny tracks on PlayStation VR. Epic racing in a tiny world. Childhood imagination comes to life as tiny racers boost around your body, jump overhead, and drift around bends inches from your face. Mm. And we have Unbox Newbie's Adventure. The ultimate postal service has arrived. Self-delivering cardboard boxes. Unbox (laughs) Newbie's Adventure is a unique physics platformer. Enjoy an epic single-player adventure or grab up to four friends for local multiplayer races, battles, and challenges. Jiminy Krimis. That art, man. Lastly, is Vostok Incorporated PS4. You're the newly appointed CEO of Vostok Incorporated. As a greedy space space capitalist, your goal is to get filthy, stinking rich. Pilot your own ship and blast your way through the solar system and collect cash to help profit your company. Mm. That is way too many fucking video games. That is 19, I believe I counted. Wow. Holy ass. And if you're interested in music, Lana Del Rey put out her new thing, Lust for Life. And if you want to watch a really bad movie, watch King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Mm. Mm. Not good. Go watch Dunkirk instead. Um, oh, yes. Dunkirk's fucking fantastic. Oh, boy. It's been a little less, a day less than a week. It's been a day less than a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, man, I don't I don't really have any anything queued up subject-wise, so I believe we're just going to, we're going to taper it off here. Unless you had something. Yep. Nope, I don't got much. Not... Not too much going on. Mm. But I'm excited to play video games. Yeah, next week. Next week we'll be talking about Limbo and Inside to yeah. play Dead's notable games. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you got. What you think about Inside? It might not be what you expect. That's completely fine. Mm. All right. Um, so that's been episode 72. Remember, as always. You can email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or you could tweet us at PSReportPodcast on Twitter. You can find me, Frank, at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids and on YouTube.com slash PluggedOn. Wait, yes. I just made that mistake last time. Is it Plugged On or Plugged On Vids on the YouTube URL? You know what? I'm going to find out. <laughs> Right now, we're gonna get a definitive answer, but you should look up plugged on vids in that search bar. You're sure to find them. They do yeah. videos about music, movies, games, all that nerdy culture you love. Mm, mm, I hear those keyboard clicks, those keyboard yeah. clicks sound, sound nice. I know it's fucking somewhere. Mm, mm. It's somewhere, god damn it. We're fucking somewhere. We don't know where yet. 
I don't fucking know because for oh, me man. it doesn't show up right on my oh, thing. Man. But I'm pretty oh, sure it's man. it's plugged on. Oh, I'm pretty oh, sure oh, it's plugged on. Oh, I I might have a definitive answer here for you. Let me see. All right. Let me see what the link is here. I copied the link to my clipboard. I'm gonna paste the link into this search bar and see what it says. Oh, that's no, it that's not right. That's that's your old name. Oh God. I don't is it know why. Still the old thing. <sighs> Apparently, I'm not sure if the URL is just fucking up because I'm using a mobile app or what. But who cares? Look them up. They're plugged on vids. This has been see ep- this right here says youtube.com slash plugged on. Mm. What's up with this shit? Mm. I don't the know. Internet the internet is weird. The internet is. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes let me call bad. YouTube. Be like, sup, fucker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I changed my shit when I changed my other shit. It's not fucking doing it. Ah, oh, uh, all right. Um, but this <laughs> has been episode 72. Thanks for listening. Thanks as always for giving us feedback. We like your feedback and you should give mm. it to us. You have until next week to give us your feedback. Actually, you have pretty much forever because we're going to be doing the show for a long time. Yes. And we'll catch you the next time next week, probably at the regularly scheduled interval. And until then, be good, play your games, be good to each other. And uh, yeah, stay saucy, stay saucy. We out. <laughs>